Game Boys. Hey, Internet, what's up? Welcome to the Game Boys podcast. My name is Lux. I'm your host. With me, as always, he's not bringing the the cup's not coming home, but Griffin's coming to us. It's Griffin Davis. Yeah, uh, World Cup. Uh, It only took three years, but we finally won it or lost it. Okay, it's every four years. Uh, Mm -hmm. America didn't qualify and France won. But I was making a joke about English people who say uh, it's coming home. Uh, France won? Yeah, France won. Well, now I'm pissed. Well, why is that? Um, just because, uh, you know, uh, America is clearly the best at soccer. Um, didn't qualify for the World Cup. Oh, oh we didn't qualify? Like, nope. we didn't even get to... Nope. Okay, cool. We weren't even right. there. Well, in that case, viva la France. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to le jour is the name of a bakery. Are anyway. you a fan of soccer games? Soccer games are actually one of the ones that I, I am actually more interested in. Yeah, I like FIFA a lot. FIFA's a really good game. Yeah, and uh, Rocket, whatever league, Rocket uh, League's amazing. It's pretty tight. And uh, I don't know if any of y'all play. If anyone else played this, probably not. But uh, FIFA Street during the times they're making street versions of all the EA games. FIFA Street. Oh yeah, extremely hot shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is that the one where you could like uh, like kick soccer balls until they turn into fireballs and stuff? Yeah, and you could like kick them off the wall and like catch them mm. with your foot and like do another move. It was extremely why sick. Don't, why don't they add more wall based tactics to normal sports in real life? I don't you know because it goes awesome in hockey. Like hockey has so many cool wall based tricks, and then every other sport looked at that and said, "We don't need it." Yeah, uh, more more walls, yeah. more parkouring, more just obstacle course elements. Yeah, that's what, I'd be honestly into. what our culture needs right now is a is a more walls discourse. I think that's what we need to be saying. That's a message we need to be spreading to the people. No, 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 I think. No, no, no. Okay, sure. there's good. There, hey, there's good walls and there's bad walls. Hey, look, 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 look. There's good walls on both sides. Um, <laughs> actually, on all yeah. four sides. This is a great yeah. house. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trapped. Um, uh-huh. Lux, uh, but let's not talk about uh, construction. That's not our forte. No, it's certainly not. Our profession is gaming. Are you gaming on anything this week? Oh, buddy. Okay, so for a little background, uh, I'm in D.C. I have to go to a friend's wedding in New York in a couple of days, so I'm, I'm out of town. I'm not in Austin right now. And the greatest tragedy of that is that I decided to leave my Switch in Austin so my roommates could play it, which means I cannot play no. Octopath Traveler. And Octopath Traveler is fucking incredible. Octopath Traveler, for those who don't know, is a new JRPG for the Nintendo Switch. Um, but it kind of is having a mixed reaction uh, from from people. I think that the reason it's having a mixed reaction is because it sold itself and sort of like early critic reviews and reactions were like, it's Final Fantasy IX. Sure, sure. Or like whatever. And uh, it's like, see, uh, see Michael Lyle, Final yeah. Fantasy IX Game Boys for, for when I tear that game apart. Yeah, <laughs> check that out. But um. People were sort of like, it's Final Fantasy IX. It's like, really, let's return to like these older games. And it's like, it takes a lot from older games. They use a lot of those aesthetics, but it's definitely not that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's basically the way it works is a JRPG and you go around doing stuff, but you have eight characters who are all on their own separate journeys. And you're sort of switching between that character and three others of the party. And like, there's not like a cohesive like world narrative, really. There's just like eight people doing their own thing with some yeah, friends. Yeah, it's just like, and that's what people actually are saying. Like, some people love that. Some people hate that because basically it's just like eight vignette stories and they all feel very same, like yeah. same, same. Just I think, like, okay, I don't think they feel very same, same. I think they feel pretty different. They're mechanically pretty okay. similar, but I think that they're narratively pretty different. And then most significantly for me, I think the game actually solves one of the biggest problems, like video game narrative, which is that like, they're just always so bloated because the games are long. Right, if you're gonna make a good story game, it has to be kind of long, which means the story gets kind of huge, which makes it a mess. But these games have like since it's split into eight stories, all the stories are pretty neat and quick and clean. Oh, okay, that's actually a good point. All right, yeah, well, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, I would advise it. I think it's really good. Play the demo, like play a three hour demo, and then if you like it, yeah. then you can just maybe I'll do that. Your demo but, over. What have you been playing, dude? Since apparently it's not Octopath Traveler, <laughs> it's not Octopath Traveler. It might be in the future. Uh, I want to talk about a moment. Uh, oh my god, okay. <laughs> Uh, it's a moment that I'm sure we've all experienced, but it's a moment when you're playing a game and you realize you're playing a masterpiece. <laughs> I had that moment two days ago with Hollow Knight, oh, which I'm yeah, still playing so on Nintendo good. Switch. And it went from being like a intriguing game to a very good game to just like midway through it. Me realizing this is one of the best games I have ever play just on every level you have to play this game it is a crime that it's $15 it's a crime yeah I mean it's like you're just stealing quality 
at that yeah. point. Um, but I can't recommend it enough. And f- for people that are scared of hardcore 2D platforming things, I don't like those games either. But something about the language of this game and the way that it challenges and, and rewards you uh, for paying attention and just in similar ways that Dark Souls does, it's just it's just the best. Um, and I can't recommend it enough. I mean, and it fucking super nails that aesthetic of like really cute, but also spooky. Yeah, yeah, which, which is we like, talked about last last week. Yeah, I know we talked like, about it. I've played it a little bit since then because we got it on my, on my Switch. So I've like played it between Octopath Traveler sessions. Mm-hmm, okay, but this is the last time I'll talk about it. I promise. All right, it's still real. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about Octopath Traveler again once I'm back in Austin and get to play it again. Cause I'm gonna be away from my boys for two weeks. My boys, cool. and my girls. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a real gender even game. Um, mm-hmm. But Griffin, we got a guest today because we do this show and we usually have a guest. And why don't you introduce him this time around? <laughs> yes, we have a, an excellent guest. He uh, was in a small car accident on his way here and still decided to show up for the Game Boys. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, I mean, not that you got a car accident. He is a very funny man. Sketch comedian Dan Duddy's in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Oh, Ooh. hey, guys. Welcome, Dan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for sacrificing so much to be here well yeah i'm i'm very brave yes yeah uh, extremely courageous honestly yeah. but the the car the car's doing all right there wasn't too much damage and uh the guy seemed nice and uh, i'm sure he'll uh call me back or i'll call him back and you know we'll, we'll get everything fixed up yeah he's not gonna ghost you no not at all we'll probably get insurance on <laughs> that and maybe just maybe you'll make a friend <laughs> <laughs> Most car accidents I get into, I make friends. That's, that's why I get into car accidents. Sure. Um, that's a good motivation. It's, today's a funny day because you had a car accident. I got stuck in two hours of traffic, and I'm, the first thing I did after I got off out of the car was do this podcast. And then Griffin has just been hanging out and having a nice time, playing Hollow Knight all day. Uh, I went grocery shopping, and it was hot outside. So, <laughs> okay, um, yeah, But sure. enough about us. <laughs> we don't make sacrifices because this is our dumb podcast. He actually decided to to lose two hours of his life to come to my house. So, Dan, sure. let's, let's learn a little bit more about you. You know, you're, you're a friendly guy. I've met you around doing comedy around L.A., sure. but, you know, you're still a mystery to me. I still don't know a lot about you. Where are you from? All right, I'll... I'll pull back the veil. I'm a New Jersey guy. Okay. Word. Um, uh, kind of North Jersey, like where the Sopranos takes base. Sure. Place. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So like, kind of like wooded, cul-de-sac-y kind of wooded cul-de-sac-y New England looking vibe. Yeah. Where more more New York New that more New York suburb than Philly suburb. More exactly exactly yeah. right. We say Taylor Ham. We don't see pork roll. If you're a New Jersey guy, that's the divide. Yeah. Okay. Right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And you, yeah, yeah. that checks out. That, that yeah, the borders are defined by food. Right. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Borders are defined by food <laughs> and like sports teams, I guess. So North Jersey, we're Giants fans. South Jersey, it's Eagles people. And, uh, and that's pretty much it. That's the only way, but it's, it's somehow we all hate each other because of it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you are in New Jersey yeah. and, uh, were you doing comedy out there or did you move to LA and start doing comedy? I did. I started doing comedy out here. Uh, right now I'm doing sketch comedy. I also work for cracked.com. Oh, nice. Uh, America's I know that number one humor website. That's right. Number uh, one humor website. That's what they claim. Is I don't the, think, I think it's slogan? 14th is uh, <laughs> on the metrics, <laughs> but you know, in our hearts, it's number one. Um, what, what do you, what, what kind of stuff do you write for them? Right now I'm doing, uh, it's kind of like a Jack of all trades is everyone kind of it's all hands in you write articles and stuff right now i'm doing the store promotional columns um uh the store promotional columns. so what are you promoting headphones okay headphones nice. how do these compare i got these uh, for probably great yeah <laughs> <laughs> these are about 12 dollars on amazon prime yeah no that's that's <laughs> probably a great oh today's prime day shout yes. out to that Cel- yeah celebrate um the uh the workers in the dungeons by not sl- using prime that's what you did don't use prime today oh but there's so many good deals people prime keep telling me tomorrow <laughs> i've been i've been watching handmaid's tale and prime yeah. day sounds like some kind of thing from that show where it's like the bell toll rings and everyone has to march into the street for prime day dude i can't even watch that show anymore because it's so sad like i just yeah, yeah, it's it's a very uh, like uh, is is masochistic the word? I'm not sure. It's just it's rough. It's definitely rough, just, and it's it rings so real to 
Like all the only thing I, I used to watch, like all these like intense dramas, and now it's just Master Chef Junior. Sure, all the way through. Oh, oh I, I've said oh, before, I'm only dude. I only watch competitive shows that have Junior at the end of them. Oh, like, otherwise it's not. Fun. Yeah. I don't watch adult competitive shows anymore. Every competitive show should also be, have a Junior version. Right. I do watch all competitive shows, but I like Master Chef Junior above all. It's so good. I've been catching up on the most recent season uh, just this past couple weeks, and it is fucking fire. Yeah, Gordon's like imagine uh, imagine the amazing race junior. Like imagine like uh children having to like find their way around the world. Holy shit. Wouldn't that be way more interesting? When I was 9, I got lost in an airport and everyone thought I was dead. So I feel like these yeah. children would not do a great job of, well, <laughs> of look, that. Look, all I'm doing is raising the stakes. Um but okay, so oh, you're I'm doing crazy yeah. kids. <laughs> We've had this conversation before. I'm sorry. Um, uh, so you uh, do you move you do sketch comedy out here, right? That's right. You're on a team, a very funny team called uh, Gunslinger. Um, we said it at the same time. Uh, thank uh-huh. you for that. <laughs> um, uh, what? Uh, how long you guys been doing that? We've been doing uh, Gunslinger now. It's been two years, but we came up as a class together. So the three of uh, the three of us, we've all been writing for about three years together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting because. You know, your team, very famous. There's there's some gunslinger parallels where I think we kind of pride ourselves a little bit on kind of stepping out, being like a little bit edgy. But oh, my God. Our yeah. thing is that I don't think we've ever towed the line successfully, but I feel like you guys, you guys are able to do that. There's at least a couple of sketches that y'all have done, Griff, that I, that do succeed at that. There are also a couple that do not. <laughs> I think that's important to note before we get too happy. Yeah. Yeah. I wish some of them weren't on YouTube for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that, yeah. so Dan, here's a question for you that I have. Um, Please. What made you move from New Jersey, from the Dirty Jers, to nice, clean, fancy uh, L.A.? Mostly ignorance. Okay, mostly, yeah, that's why most uh, people move there. Yeah, I think, I think me personally, I've just never... I'm still... I'm a 27-year-old man who hasn't had the reality broken yet you know that like the world is still a good place i still believe that um, currently yeah even currently i'm still that naive uh and i think even then i was even worse that i i just was like oh i'll just do this and it'll work out fine and <laughs> and it did which is kind of the craziest <laughs> part was that it did but looking back i i go oh my god like none of this should I moved? I moved. I had a one way ticket and I had a suitcase and I stayed with my friend for a week. And I was like, yeah, I'm just I'm just going to be a comedian. I'm just going to be a, a comedy writer. And somehow just I guess things worked out well enough that I can live without, you know, I can support myself. I hate this it's story really so nice. fucking much. <laughs> This is this is the my least favorite story I've ever heard. Well, it's funny because it's basically what happened to me too. No like, shit, I just, left, I just left New York with no job and was like, I'm just gonna do movie stuff and write, and then that, and now I do. <laughs> like actually, actually, uh, one of my old uh, bard professors messaged me uh, recently and was like, Hey, Lux, um, we're at the like end of the like closing. We I guess it was like back in like May or, or April. It's like Lux, we're towards the end of the year. Um, and do you have any advice for like other film kids? Cause we always get together these like Bard alumni, like how are you guys doing? Like, what do you want to do when you're done? And I was like, no, if any kid does what I did after college, they're like totally boned. Like my shit was purely luck. Like I have no good advice just to like avoid. Don't do it. Don't do what Dan did. And don't do what I did. I think both of you guys are, um, <laughs> you know, from what I know of both of you, uh, uh, are very, uh, likable personalities and energy wise. Uh, I'm not, a, a nice person. And so I feel like, uh, Covered on the Ayla glass episode. I feel like, uh, just, I have, I've already like excluded a lot of opportunities just on that basis. That's not like, my take well, on it. Well, but. when I see you, I want to help you. You just seem like a nice <laughs> guy and, and no. that's just not the same. <laughs> uh, I'm recording. Hold on. My mom is here. Mom, I am recording a podcast. Mom. Please do not yell. <laughs> Haley, please keep this in. Tell her to come on. What, mom. Sure. Uh, does your mom play League of Light Legends? No, my mom does not play League of Legends. Spoiler oh, alert, man. that's what this episode's about. You saw the title. You know what the game's about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The title of every episode is the yeah. name of the game we're going to talk about. So I it's think not we're, a secret. I th- it's, certainly, it's certainly not. And Griffin, I think you have the backwards... Like What you said is actually very insightful. It's not that I think that... Well, D- Dan admittedly does come off extremely likable. I'm not sure that I do. But what you is true are, is that fuck we, you both, guys. we both definitely both, <laughs> both, both oh, Dan and I have a thing. That's the 
That's the mean. I really skewered him. That's the meanest thing you could go up with. <laughs> both Dan have a thing, and you can sort of tell it's sort of like it takes one to know one thing. We're like, we both are kind of people who people see us and are like, oh, I want to help you because you need it. Right, right, right. Um, no, that's, that's what it is. Power, yeah. And you look like a person who doesn't need help because you look like you're okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, people are like, fuck this guy. Let's take him down a peg. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, we've talked about this on the show before, but yeah, I think that's that's pretty much what's going on here. I don't think it's a, a likability thing so much as like a, a pity mechanism from like uh, inborn like mother tendencies in, in humans. Sure. Okay. Well, I'll take all that to heart. Um, <laughs> so uh, back to you, Dan. Yeah. Um, you're in New Jersey. Now you're in LA. Uh, all your dreams worked out immediately. And mm-hmm. You didn't have to try hard. And that's not uh, exactly how it happened. But right, right, yeah. Uh, uh, where were video games over the course of your life? Uh, what role did they have? Video games. Uh, they were big. When I moved out here, I stopped playing nearly as much. I realized pretty quickly that I have full blown video game addiction. Nice. Uh, to it, I was telling Griffin earlier that I played. I just recently got back into it i started playing crusader kings 2 i don't know if you've ever played that lux oh i've heard of it but i haven't i haven't gotten around to it but i've heard about it and i've heard positive things so it's like it's like civilization uh and i played a game of thrones mod really nerdy and i basically just threw myself into the world of a song of ice and fire Ooh. and in a month's period of time <laughs> i logged probably 250 hours so that's great yeah, that's of the of the 30 <laughs> days I played 10 full days were <laughs> just this game. Yeah. I worked, I played this game and I lost seven pounds. And also I would recommend that as a diet. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, which mod is this? <laughs> yeah, I need to, I need to go to the I've been trying mod. a few other mods. I've been trying some Skyrim mods and I yeah. just can't burn. How, Actually, yeah. we talked about a mod for this game on this show before. I don't know if we ever released that episode, but this was the game that had the, the dick size mod. Like the sex mod we talked about months and months ago. Do you remember that? Griffin? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, this is that game where like you can commute, you can have like boners be a, a functional variable in the context of creating Wait, your kingdom and shit. For, for Crusader the game Kings that, too. For Crusader Kings. Wait, for Crusader Kings, you could just have <laughs> part of. <laughs> I don't think you got. <laughs> it's like a stat. The dick size right, 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 is right. a stat okay. that that can affect things. Yeah, right, because I was that's like not diplomatic <laughs> relationship stuff. So it's like if you have a small one, like you might be crazy and like talk about your nukes. Hey, topical. Uh, oh man. We you really got here. Kim Jong on that. Yeah, anyways, guys, I'm signing off after that one. I'll be, you can find me burning Trump on Twitter at, <laughs> at uh, hashtag theresistance.com. Yeah. Um, uh, so video games awesome. in your life, you have video game addiction. Yeah. So it's something totally. that you you really try to avoid now. Now I have to really discipline myself. So I'm if I'm going to play video games, it has to be something that doesn't have. Uh, an addictive like I can't play a destiny I can't play an RPG I need to play a, a cuphead or a mm-hmm. or a what was it uh, something contained yeah exactly hollow knight hollow knight thank you <laughs> although I, I haven't played but is that does that have RPG elements it has RPG elements yeah there's so I probably have to stay away well well I mean it's not it's a 40 hour game okay then there you go I'll knock that out in 40 55 hours. 55 if you want to 100% it. Right. Right, right. Do you do, you, do you 100% uh, six, games, 60 by the way? If, you're a, if you're a bad person. Do I 100% games? Yeah, do you do that? Are you in those? A lot of my friends who say that they are addicted to video games and, and mean it in a real way are people who 100% games. I don't 100% games. Me neither. Instead, what I do is I will play... Like I'll, I'll I'll just go through all the different scenarios. I, I'm big into simulation games, so I was like really big into Madden, but the franchise mode really nerdy. Um, I won't 100 games. Least recently too, I've been getting into speed running. Have you guys seen that at all? Uh, oh yeah, we uh, uh, some of the games I, I play are so bad or so hard on this podcast that I just watch the speed run. So that's the other sad thing I do to cope with my video game addiction is that I don't play anymore. I just watch other sure. people play. Sure, it's it's really sad. It's like watching. Oh people no, eat. I've been hearing. I've been talking to a lot of people. Be like, yeah, I don't play games. I just read Kotaku. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah, what? It, it, that is weird to me, right? Like, <laughs> how do you even understand what they're talking about? Because games are so experiential, like. It's 
it's it's, it's like watching a rotisserie of smoking meats and never taking a bite. Right. <laughs> but somehow that fulfills it's like you. Just yeah. Watch, yeah, I don't know why. Um, but uh, we've been talking about lots of games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we should get into the game that uh, Dan has brought on today, which is uh, going to bring a, a lot of emotion on this podcast. So I think uh, we need to Hell get yeah. just into a, a little history about this game. This game that no one knows what it's going to be. It's a big surprise. Here we go. Big yeah, reveal. Drum, drum roll, please. Pull back the curtain. Time for the prestige. In 1998, a mod for StarCraft called Aeon Strife was created by community member Aeon64. No one predicted at the time that this new game mode would lay the groundwork for an entire new genre of game, the multiplayer online battle arenas, or MOBA for short. Then, in 2002, another modder by the name of Yule ported the code to Warcraft 3 engine and named it Defense of the Ancients, or as it would be popularly referred to as Dota. Dota became one of the most popular mods of all time, eclipsing the popularity of the original game it was modded from. At the end of 2005, two USC roommates teamed up with the original map designer of the Dota mod because they believed the gameplay was so much fun and so innovative that it represented the spawning of a new genre and deserved to be its own professional game. In 2006, they formed Riot Games, and in 2009, they released League of Legends. League has among the largest footprints of any game in streaming media communities like YouTube and Twitch TV, and in September 2016, the company estimated that there are over 100 million active players each month. This may be one of the most popular games of all time, but will it win the Game Boy's fancy? I'll let the boys decide with League of Legends. Mm. Love it. Love that it. That was one of those. Sometimes Mwah. we do those, and it's just like really good, but I've also read the Wikipedia, but this one actually had a lot of information <laughs> I didn't know. Like what? I didn't know that it was started as a StarCraft mod. I thought it started as WarCraft 3. Yeah, that was something I didn't know either. Yeah, 1998, baby. What about StarCraft makes it good for... Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> Aside from my misgivings about StarCraft, what what made you want to talk about League of Legends in particular? Well, League, so many things. Uh, I'm a huge, uh, I, there's so many aspects of it. I was huge into the game I played for since it started. Uh, but what I love about League of Legends the most is the competitive scene. The esports sure. aspect. Okay, uh, I'm we- right now. I'm wearing my uh, oh. CLG jersey. Oh wow, I'm a- good because we're gonna take a picture after this, and that's perfect. Yeah. So this is I'm repping CLG Afromu, who's uh, not no longer on the team, but was a longtime support player. That's one of the roles on the team. Uh, they've in League of Legends support uh, bot lane, mid lane, top lane, jungler. Oh man, this guy knows about this game. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know too much about this game, but I love it. No, this is great. And what I love the most about and about MOBAs now, about gaming, is that it's become competitive and it's become communal. You know, you play with your friends. I have so many online Mm -hmm. friends that I've never seen in person, but I would invite to my wedding. Absolutely. I feel the same way about a few World of Warcraft people that I that I still connect with. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like I played with I played with like five dudes consistently in world of warcraft for like five years uh and sometimes they'll like donate to a kickstarter i have or something like that yeah like, or like one of them sent me like his entire paintball kit just because he wanted to get rid of it i don't know there's just been like <laughs> weird stuff like that you know weird relationships with strangers you have in these online games yeah you get a lot of that and and definitely league is like probably like a premium breeding ground for that because there's so much communication built into the game like you were saying there are all these positions and roles you love to fill and things you love to do and so talking, communicating is like a huge part of like how the game works, right? Which is both why it's so good and also why it has some of its like toxicity problems we'll probably talk about later. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's where it's it's going. Uh, it's have it's having its problems right now. And it's looking like and that's the sad thing. It's looking like it might finally for five years, at least it was it was the king. It was sure. Well, it can't be king forever, but it can't be king forever. And now that's games how kings like. Work. Yo, that is how kings work. <laughs> Holy shit. Yo, uh, Take that, Trump. <laughs> I got to really think on this. Yeah, there's some Game of Thrones shit going on with everything, uh, even in gaming. But yeah, it was it was at the top. And right now, like Twitch and stuff yeah. of Twitch mm-hmm. always. And now Overwatch, Fortnite. These are games that are taken over. And, you know, it's it's sad. It's sad to see for me as a big time league guy, this this Titan, this king falling. So, so let's talk more about just like the basic tenants of the game sure. for people who haven't played it. Um, you seem like you know a lot about it, but to me, it's like, it's like you have a map. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's kind of like a bird's eye view perspective. You're looking down on a map and the, and the characters are small and you click to move around the map. What is there? Five players on each team that like fight each other. 
five if players. That's correct. Yep. Um, and your goal is to like destroy the other team's base. Correct. Yes. Okay. I got all that right. Uh, now that sounds uh, in a lot of ways like the same tenets of a game we did last week, Overwatch. Yes. But this game has like 140 characters. Yes. To me, that sounds crazy. Tell me why that's awesome. It's not awesome, actually. It's crazy. Uh, It's too many characters. (laughs) Okay, great, great, great. (laughs) It's too many characters. Um, But Overwatch, I mean, there's it's no coincidence. Overwatch was a direct response to League of Legends. You know, Overwatch was League of Legends, but a shooter. You know, so all of those roles that Mm -hmm. came from Overwatch, that was them looking at and being like, oh, people like this specialization. People like they don't Mm -hmm. want to just be Call of Duty where you're one guy who just comes out as many kills as possible. Right. Mm -hmm. They want to be able to have a different role on the team and support in a different way Mm -hmm. that's directly from league of legends except it takes it from an uh from a from a shooter standpoint i mean i disagree because there's been other games that have done that i feel like like world of warcraft arenas did that even before league did you know uh well actually no so sorry like fuck yeah the other thing with league of legends is that league of legends is the mcdonald's of mobas yeah yeah definitely it 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 didn't really invent anything it just made it popular exactly yeah Yeah, that's actually what's so interesting about it is that they're like this was good what if it was like a real thing like a, what if we sold it right, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right what if we yeah what if we had a billion customers <laughs> this thing you other guys made is really cool what if we different people sold it right and they were like, yeah perfect great um well here's a quick thing um you mentioned sort of you ran through the positions and we talked about how in Overwatch is like these different roles. Like, what are the different positions and roles? How do they work in right. in something like League of Legends versus in Overwatch? We're sort of straightforward. Sure. So in League, you're trying to destroy the other team's base. There's three different lanes. So there's the top lane, the middle lane, and the bottom lane. Those are your damage dealers. Traditionally, top lane. You know, the meta is always changing too, and that's the other thing that I love about League. Is I think about League of Legends when I think about writing, when I think about comedy. Only once I started playing video games, I start thinking about the meta game. Uh, this is so nerdy but it's true like so even though you have these roles and this is what i'm trying to my point they will change you know what i mean uh these you know so a top laner usually traditionally builds tanky but sometimes he's going to be a damage dealer and sometimes he's going to be supportive depending on the patch and depending on what other people are playing Hmm. uh you have these three roles. You also have a jungler who kind of works in between the lanes. He just juggles. He's not helpful. But <laughs> yeah. It's like team morale. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just <laughs> good. It's mine, it's me. You know, jungle, like, uh, you know, the wild. Um, and then you have a supportive role who usually traditionally stays in the bottom lane with your highest damage dealer to kind of, you know, feed him, get him nice and big and strong. Okay, so, yeah. I know um, I kind of just blew past all that. No, I don't know if anyone that sunk in. No, that, no that, was, that was good. I think that was pretty comprehensive. Actually, I think that was pretty clear. Now, so uh, a good good team composition Mm -hmm. is required to win. Yes. It seems like that would be really hard to do with a hundred and billion characters. Or are there tenant are there structure to make people pick a team comp? Absolutely. So all the characters uh, that Riot releases are usually, especially now, when they started off, they were just random characters mm-hmm. and it was up to the player base to kind of figure out where they fit. Mm-hmm. Now Riot releases them specialized and say, this is going to be a top laner. This is going to be a top lane bruiser. This is going to be a damage dealing jungler. This is going to be at a roaming support, you know, and they know what they're doing. So you're saying, you're saying jungler? Jungle. Yeah, like, jungler. Like, like jungle to jungle, the Tim Allen movie. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't, I uh, don't uh, like that that's reference. The most famous and classic classic and easily pulled uh, use of the word jungle anywhere in history. <laughs> um, yeah, jungle to jungle. Uh, so what does a jungle what does a jungler do? So a jungler, so that, there's that, that's something I, I don't even know. There's there's creatures within on this map. There's creatures within these lanes, uh, between the lanes, like called, little minions, right? There's yeah, they call the minions the creatures okay, in the lanes, no. and the ones outside the lanes are jungle monsters. So the jungler's job is to farm the the jungle monsters, but how the the jungler works in this game? Oh my god, <laughs> Just the the jungler sounds like a scrapped Batman villain. <laughs> Like a draft that got rolled up and tossed in the trash. They're like, no, we'll go with this guy who does riddles. <laughs> the jungler yeah. sounds like like a, a wrestler who wrestles in like a promotion that hits like two counties a year. 
<laughs> it just comes out. It's like from parts unknown. Yeah, it's the jungler. And it's like yeah. a little racist, but no one's sure. Yeah, man, they should be. <laughs> oh, it's right. It's definitely racist for sure. <laughs> it's definitely racist. But uh, yeah, and the jungler's job is to go within, and and he's kind of like a damage. He's a roaming damage dealer, if that makes sense. Okay, he that, goes that, everywhere. That's an unusual uh, role, and that's that sounds very specific to the League of Legends format. Yeah, and and you'll see that in Dota, as opposed a to bit. like DPS tank support from most other games. Right, right, right. Right. Well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I've I've watched a fair amount of Dota and League of Legends, so I have some familiarity, although I haven't played it very much. But like, the reason the jungler is specific to League is that you have these three lanes, and people need like beef backup that can get there kind of quickly, that is constantly growing and getting stronger. So the jungler is able to like level up, but also move between like team fight locations or is Lux that not gets even it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no you got it i want to talk about the map yeah, for a second now that we're talking about the stuff. map are there multiple maps and are there different shapes of maps there is traditionally in the competitive world there is one map oh, that's hell nuts yeah. there I is one that. map and that you i like love that, Lux? i love that if you're really? gonna, if like, well, it's the same way. Like, I get pissed off at baseball because the fields are shaped differently everywhere. So it's like, what are you doing? It's like, if you're gonna compete and be like, who's the best at the tactics of this game? It's like, even everything stays the same. The only thing that changes are players and tactics. Hell yeah! And then that's it's le- like basketball. That'd be weird if the like one time you just showed up to the court and there was just a mountain in the middle of the court. Right. Like, <laughs> like if the U- if the Jazz played in a stadium that was full of saxophones like on the court, that would be I mean, a mess. This goes back to my thing about wanting sports to be an obstacle course, and I'm <laughs> completely on the other <laughs> side of the argument. Like, that, like saxophone sounds like I'm, I'm in. Like how do I buy? The Honestly, I think that's lame. <laughs> it's like how do you? It's like if that's your <laughs> obstacle, it's that we have to listen to jazz. No, like there's a bunch of the ground you feel like oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, you never know like someone like a point guard might just pick one up and just start blasting away just to distract yeah. you and shooting I mean, free. Like, I mean, who knows? you can do what you want with the saxophones yeah those are free range <laughs> saxophones artisanally artisanally made free trade uh no no so, game saxophones okay so one map all right go on there's uh, one map riots released other maps mm-hmm. for other game modes but the trad- like the the game we pl- the, what we came to play is summoners rift the 5v5 Sure. One map cool. and everything else is just yeah. you're, you're fooling around. All right. Um, so uh, this is your favorite team. The shirt you're wearing right now. CLG. That's right. Okay. Counter Logic Gaming. Um, was this like the was League of Legends? Is how you got into esports? Yeah. Yeah. It was just like this was the game that brought you into it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and CLG was one of the first uh, competitive. Uh, they were there were two uh, North American esports teams to come up to come out, and that was TSM and CLG. Uh, TSM is Team Solo Mid, CLG is Counter Logic Gaming, and they came from just these guys who were really good season one, learning about the game, and started these organizations from nothing. And now that I mean that just shows the scope of League of Legends. They've spawned and they've grown. TSM has a huge Super Smash Brothers scene, uh, huge in CS:GO, Counter Strike. Um, I'm pretty sure they have Overwatch teams, you know, so from League, they were able to branch out and kind of support these other esports. Right. Like a lot of um, a lot of American esports teams sort of have the same model as Korean teams that started out with Starcraft and expanded into things like Dota and stuff and Warcraft three and and, or, and League of Legends. Um, yeah. But in America, we started with League of Legends because everything starts a little slower over here. So, like, I feel like what Overwatch is doing smartly, and I don't know much about the League of Legends esports scenes, maybe you can correct me, but one thing that Overwatch maybe realized is, like, oh, like, if you give the teams a city name, it, like, just makes... It just it, it all it, it all of a sudden stops being a foreign language like like I'm a huge gamer and like half the stuff you mentioned just sounded like foreign to me. Like cool. it, it sounded like a, a language I couldn't really get into or get around or just like a different world. I'm not versed in. Um, but when they give it like, oh, this is the New York Excelsior team or whatever. It's like, oh, I get sports now. You know, hell yeah. yeah. No, I, they're not really doing that for the most part. And that's really interesting to me yeah. because to me, it doesn't sound like a foreign language because I was like compl- I grew up in it almost you know okay um it's it's my native language at this point uh-huh. but that's really cool yeah maybe we should write to them and be like hey <laughs> put a new york in front of clg like or something. if this was if this was the dallas clg yeah. or something like that i feel like that would just make it well, feel more like a sport yeah Interesting. I mean, it's like they've it, and i think this might also have to do with the fact that professional gaming started not in the u.s but like they're named a lot more like weird football like soccer teams rather than like sports yeah, teams here yeah like, yeah like you have your like 
sporting Atletico de Festivo Barcelona or whatever. And it's like, that's what is that? That's not anything. Um, and same with College of Gaming, your team's a little mid. They're like, they don't have a place and they do these little longer names. It's not just the simple like place mascot breakdown that we're so used to in like Western sports um, or American sports at least. Uh, and I think that Overwatch League definitely capitalized that on that in a huge way. Like a lot of their popularity, you're right, Griffin, just comes from like, it's so hard. Like for me, okay, this is a good explain it. Like for me watching Dota League of Legends, I don't know how to pick a team. Everyone's names are just like a gibberish combination of, of like consonants. And then they're like, this team is a real one. And I'm like, right. I don't know how to distinguish between them. Then watching Overwatch, they're like, oh, this team's from New York. I'll root for them. Right. Like that's the closest one to where I'm from. Um, and it makes it a lot easier to just pick a team and get invested. Whereas I don't have to like look up what CLG stands for and like why counterlogic gaming blah, 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 and just be like, DC, hooray. Yeah. Esports just needs to copy the playbook of T sports. Yeah. T sports wrote the rules. Esports just needs to fill in the gaps. What is T sports? Traditional sports. Oh, cool. <laughs> a, a long time ago when he used to do an esports <laughs> segment that I don't think ever actually aired. <laughs> uh, I heard someone else say T sports on a different podcast. Mother so uh, I think we have to come for them hard and fast and I squash the rebellion. I, I think we've been uh, bugged. I mean, this um, is a but, public podcast, I guess. I don't think we've been bugged. So we talked about the online competitive scene, but I have a question about uh, whenever we have an online game, we like to ask a question about toxicity. Totally. Now this, again, uh, I hate to make a comparison to Overwatch, but we did that last week. Overwatch, you cannot talk to the other team. You can only talk to your team. And I'm pretty sure in League of Legends, you can talk to the other team, yes. right? And so... Which me opens up this whole can of worms of like this game is about trash talk. Um, no, to me, I, it's tough. Everyone, everyone handles toxic, toxicity differently. I happen to like it. I don't know from a from a t sports background. I think that's cool as shit to be able to go up to your opponent and be like, "Hey, man, I'm about to stomp you." Sure. Uh, not everyone deals with it great. I think the real toxicity problems, though, it doesn't even matter. It comes within your own team. It comes from people flaming each other about not being good enough and why they're losing. Very rarely is it you being able to reach across the, you know, to the other team and get in their head. I don't think that's really right, a big well, problem. And I think that, like, the competition is a mediating factor for that kind of trash talk where it's like, oh, you said something mean to me because you want me to lose because we're enemies right now. But we won't be enemies when this is over. Whereas, like, if your friend is like, you suck and you're bad at this game, it's like, oh, you're my friend and I have to deal with you a bunch more. And, like, that's much more hurtful and, like, a thing you have to take more seriously than someone being like, you're dumb and bad. I'm on the other team. Yeah, I mean, and, like, you boot up solo queue, you know, so you're not even playing with your friends. You're just, you're all trying to grind. You're trying to climb the ladder. And it's people, people have different levels of, you know, we talk about sketch uh, all the time. Being on a sketch team, it's hard enough. You know, it's hard enough when you're all doing something what you think is a professional capacity uh, to get together and work together. Now take that with online strangers. It's, it's kind of a wonder that people are able to make it work at all. Um, but it's still frustrating when they don't. Yeah. If, if our sketch teams were only online, it would be dicey. <laughs> it would be hard to watch the sketches. Like, that's for sure. It'd be extremely difficult to just watch the code, I guess. Um, okay, well, here's a question, yeah, actually, here's a question I have for you. Um, because my League of Legends experience was very strange. I, I was, it came out my first year of college and yeah. a bunch of my friends got really into it and I had no idea what it was. And so like all of a sudden there's this thing all my friends were doing and it was very confusing to me and weird and I didn't like it. Um, but what was like, how did you get in League of Legends? Like how did it start for you? Was it like sort of people start doing it or did you discover it on your own or like how did this? No, my, my friends got into it and, uh, what's so cool is that, you know, it was also, I think my first year of college and because we're in college, we were just able to to play together. We had land parties. It was real cool stuff. And uh, it, it, but it actually was like we would all play and just grind and grind and grind. And it became a very big social communal experience. Yeah, that's very different than how it played. It was funny. It was weird to me. <laughs> no, it's weird. It's weird. Because I, don't, I think we had the quantity for it to be that where I was going to college. Like there were like five or six of my friends who played all the time. They just never played like together. Like it was their response to communal activity. It'd be like, oh, I'll do communal stuff for a while. And I'm going to go play league for four hours. I mean, or, we would do that too. You know, like it's not like, I don't know what you're picturing, but it wasn't like all of us every day. You guys like, all holding hands. Right. Yeah. And the like girls came up and they're yeah, like, ooh. I, I nah. imagine that you guys never let go of each other and you guys are permanently attached and always walking around and sort of like, like a game strapped to your chest. No, I mean, pretty much. I've definitely missed <laughs> classes for league, but not always. Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. It was great. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a, it seems like a very dope game. Um, okay, so here's another one. Why why league versus Dota out of 
when when presented with the two options? What is league offering? Because I'm a new. Dota well, isn't well actually isn't league just like an actually like patched and updated game? But Dota is a patched and updated game now too. Like Valve makes it the same people make Steam. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, those are so I could you know if you want the actual specific differences about Dota, I'm not a big Dota guy. Uh, what they what they do say about Dota two is that it is a higher. Uh, mechanically skill cap uh, game so basically you have to have faster reaction time okay. you have to league is a little bit more to my knowledge about the meta right so you have those 140 champions and that is where the skill comes in it's fucking remembering all those champions oh, yeah I hate that. all that information and just yeah, being an encyclopedia of knowledge and that's how you get your edge right dota mm. you just have to be you know have faster twitch muscles or whatever hmm. to make it work which is why honestly for like a, a neophyte like myself dota is actually kind of a more fun uh esport because it's like a little bit quicker and a little bit more quick twitchy to watch whereas like league of legends is a little bit more it's intimidating to all of a sudden try to be good at a game that you like have to learn 140 oh, characters yeah. no, i mean like don't, don't get me wrong i like watching both of them and i'm terrified to even try playing either of them um because there's an <laughs> overwhelming amount of shit involved um but it makes sense that that dota if you if you're someone like me who doesn't know the character interactions at all like league of legends loses a huge component of it where dota retains more of that because it's like a more clicky based for either of them though you guys being gamers and like playing having played mobas before to me like you get the you can the port gist. yeah you can yeah. port that anywhere if you started uh playing a moba at any time yeah you don't know all the specifics of the characters but everyone sucks you know what i mean you could go in and, and you could do pretty well until you get the hang of it uh, because the things you learn the skills you learn about like leaning about like just not dr like jumping in and getting annihilated you know like those are things that are universal to all MOBAs mm -hmm. that most people just are too dumb to even know. So I, I think you guys be all right. If you I mean, I'll try. Yeah, everyone's trash and stupid. And I think that is a perfect time to take a little commercial break. Hi, I'm movie star TV actor Colin Hanks, and for the longest time, I was afraid that I didn't even exist. I wasn't sure if anyone knew if I was a real person. I thought maybe I was a ghost. So I went to a specialist, and he assured me that I wasn't a ghost. Get checked up today at www.ghostbusters.com, and you can decide what's right for you, but make sure before you get into a relationship with a friend or a family or, or new home to get tested for ghosts. Be safe, be smart, get busted. Hey there, Internet. Welcome back to the Game Boys podcast. I'm still Lux. I'm still your host. Your co-host is still Griffin Davis, and your guest is still Dan Dutton. Duddy. Yeah. Duddy. Damn it. Well, whatever. Dunn's I fuck cool. up a name every podcast. Sometimes it's mine, sometimes it's Griffin, sometimes it's the guests. And this time, sorry, it's you. Um, but we're <laughs> back, and that means that you guys, or that means you guys know what time it is. It's time to rate that game, boys. So what we're gonna do is uh, go around in a circle and give the game a rating of one to five joysticks and a little bit of a synopsis and final thoughts on the game. And you're our guest, Dan. So we are starting with you. All right. So this one's tough for me because. I don't even know. I could get really heady about it. Like, I don't even know if MOBAs fit the the joystick paradigm. You know, like to me, the greatest games of all time uh, in my like were like Zelda, you know, things that were like immersive mm -hmm. where this is it's almost different to me. It's like you're playing a sport. Um, that said, I think for a lot of reasons, League of Legends at one point could have been a five joysticker. I think right now it's at a three point five with all the toxicity, with all the patch changes. It's not like on, it's not on a good patch. It's just a little bit stale. It's been almost eight years. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Wow. That is... <laughs> Wow, that was a very mature rating. I appreciate yeah, that. That is a stark and mature rating Thanks, for guys. someone who brought in the game. Yeah, Usually people is... say five, and then Griffin's like, don't do that. And then they're like, okay, uh, Shit, four. man, all right. Yo, it's five, five stars, guys. Five, uh, I love this uh, game. Five stars, 3.5 joysticks. <laughs> um, and 10 schmeckles. Um, uh, okay, I'll go next. Is that a weird uh, thing? Um, anyways. <laughs> um, so... I've been keeping a secret, guys, this entire podcast. I really hate this form of game. Whoa. I really don't like MOBAs. I don't like bird's eye view games. Um, they just never like feel like they matter that much to me. And I like positioning in a more like tactile way than like point and click. Um, but I always rate the games based on 
are they trying to are they achieving what they set out to achieve and they're setting out to achieve uh, make to my and try and make the best MOBA game and for that I think they succeed in a lot of ways um, I do not like there's 140 characters I think that is just too many and it leads to like a uh, super unbalanced yeah, game um, I don't like that there's only one map um, but there seems to be a lot of cool things they've done with it. It's obviously very popular and a bunch of people really love the heck out of it. Um, so yeah, it's a 3.5 for me too, even though I just don't like this form of game. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Mm. All right. Well, I think we're all going to have the same score for very different reasons. I was so scared to give it a 3.5. Cause you came in with the shirt on and everything. And I was, no, like, I know, I was like, this guy's going to kill me if I don't give it. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You'll have to kill me too, because I'm also going to get a 3.5 for different reasons. My thing is this with league and with Dota also and other MOBAs thinking about them and watching them and like cognating on them is like extremely fun and very cool and very interesting. The idea of playing them sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. Sounds sure. fucking terrible. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think I would have fun. I think I'd get confused. I think I'd get yelled at. I think I would get frustrated. Um, <laughs> it's just not the kind of thing that I have fun with. And so my calculation for this was that I think that, in my imaginary brain, it's five out of five. And in my realist brain, it's two out of five. So I combine those cool. and divided by two, three and a half. Here we are. Yay, guys, we're t- we're twinning or we're three thrinning. We're Can I ask tri- you guys something? We're trip what letting, was, what? letting it rain. Sorry. We're trip letting it rain. What, no, what was no, a five out of five? No. Well, what what's the lowest score you've given a game so far? <laughs> We've given Superman 64 a one out of five. Yeah. <laughs> Superman uh, also our 64. Mason Pitluck gave the game everything a one out of five, but that was sort of a confusing rating. No, we gave it no, a one it out a, of one. It was, a, it was a thematic on brand rating. It was a one out of one because everything is one. Right. I forgot why because, you did that. Because yeah. yeah, one's the loneliest number. Yeah. All right. And what, what is a five since you brought it up? What's a five? Um. Well, we rated uh, Kat- Katamari Damacy a five out of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did as well, Lux, yeah, right? I did. And there's another one, I think, around there, too. Uh, did you rate God of War five out of five? I only gave it a five. I think it a four out of five. Um, there's been a there's been a few games that it's just like well this may not be even in my top three but like does it achieve exactly what it's trying to do and does it like yeah. happen is that experience like a hundred percent I love the integrity uh, so podcast. Katamari definitely was that even though it's not even in my top ten but like it just is like the perfect of what it is cool that was great everyone but now it's time for everyone's segment favorite segment made entirely out of segments that's right ladies and gentlemen it's time for the segment segment um, we've got a couple of segments and I think Griffin your segment is first. That's right, guys. Welcome back. It's been a few weeks. It's Riddle Me This. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I am a popular video game character from a major video game franchise, and you have three riddles to guess who I am. Uh, Now, Dan, I'm going to give you three riddles. You get a guess, and then you can move on. You can start whittling it down, and you can uh, phone a Lux for help if need be. Great. So, riddle number one. I'm an explorer of archaeology. I'm known to steal treasure with no apology. Lara Croft? Fuck! <laughs> I mean, uh, Pikachu, give me the other two riddles. <sighs> that was there's there's three riddles for Lara Croft. Yeah. No, I know. I know you worked really well, hard on them too. Uh, I'm sorry. I spent eight minutes on this. <laughs> Did you really? No, I saw hey, sometimes sometimes my guests come in firing on all cylinders. I gotta remember that. And I got to remember to really stump them in the future. All right, well, you know, next time I'm going to do like Brock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. It's time for like a the brand president? new segment, everybody. No, like the gym leader from Pokemon. Oh, Brock, not Barack Obama. No. All right. I was like, no, or Brock yo, whatever um, game he was in. I'm All right. Well, we Sorry, have a brand ahead. new segment actually today. Um, oh. I was kind of hoping you weren't going to do Riddle Me This because they're a little similar, but they're not. So they're, that was really fast, so it's okay. Um, Shit. We're going to call this one the Wiki Dive, and here's how this works. I'm on a video game character's Wikipedia page. I'll start reading you their backstory, and you stop me when you know who it is. Okay. I like this. All right, ready? Wait, so I'm supposed to, the second I know, I have She's to tell, you tell me to stop. <laughs> as soon as you know, just tell me to stop. Tell me who it is. Ready? All right. Shit. Introducing the first, okay. Um, I'm going to tell you the to try to, or is it just Dan? You can try to. Um, right, and you'll, I'm going to tell you the names of the games, but the character's name I'm going to change. Oh, that's okay. Or do you want me to leave the game at? Do you want me to leave the game name at? I feel too? like, I feel like that would be too many hints. Okay. I'll take the game name at too. 
Uh, introducing the first game of the series is a Chinese Shaolin Kung Fu fighting monk. His main fighting style is Jeet Kune Do, and he has experience with Kung Fu. He enters the 10th titular tournament in order to protect Earthrealm from being destroyed. It's kind of like a Mortal Kombat After having been, lost the previous nine tournaments. He Scorpion. Nope. He defeats Grand uh, Champion Sub-Zero. Go- nope. He defeats uh, Grand Champion Goro 10, 10. and the tournament Yamcha. host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Goku Raiden. And emerges as the new Mortal Kombat champion. I don't know oh, the Mortal Kombat character. In 1993 uh, sequel, Mortal Power Kombat 2, uh, he the finds many of his guy. Shaolin brethren yeah. killed in a vicious attack <laughs> by a horde of the announcer. Uh, all right, wait. Who's who's the main one? Whoever throws a fireball. Okay, I mean you're right. L- wait, Lux, tell us who it is. You're, Dan, Dan functionally got it. It's Liu Kang. Liu Kang. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Dan got it. All right. Well, cool. I, think I like a, this because it's going to be unlistenable. <laughs> I'm screaming I like over it. what you're saying. I like it because of that, and I also like it because there's so many weird proper nouns, and I also like it because other ones are going to have the game title in them less because I forgot the tournament's also called Mortal Kombat, which made it a lot harder to do the paragraph. Anyway, Lux, you're doing great, baby. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Um, uh, I loved right. it. So, um, Dan, you've been a fucking rad guest. It's been awesome having you, man. And can you tell the people where, if they want to get more, and I'm sure they will, where they can do so? Yeah, where can they get more? Yeah, you can get more. more. Let me tell you. So this is this is why I came on uh, the Bachelor Zone podcast. Yes, I do a podcast oh, yeah. about the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Uh, you could find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, all those cool places, the podcast app, all those cool places where you find podcasts, probably like this one. If you're really into The Bachelor, we do a uh, a great breakdown, uh, make it a little bit funny, make it a little bit analytical. You could also find me on Crack.com. You could also find me on Pack Theater, uh, Sketch Night, Gunslinger is the name of my team, the second Wednesday of every month. Guys, thanks so much for having me on. Hey, thank you so God, much This for guy's coming. a fucking professional, yeah, he's man. so much better than we are, like, Griffin. Why yeah, show we, how much better we, he is than we are? We let him out of the cage, and I'm and not doing, doing fine. fine. I'm it. not doing fine. I'm feeling very intimidated. I thought I could get that uh, twice, two episodes in a row. I was really excited. <laughs> Whoa, I almost fell on my chair. <laughs> I can't do no, this podcast. Not fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. Follow me at Shut Up Griffin. Follow uh, us at Game Boys Pod. And... Um, play Hollow Knight on the Switch. I get five percent of every sale. Oh shit! Um, oh, I'll do it. Would be so much money. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you can find me on Twitter at ML Surfboard. Uh, definitely like and sub- or definitely subscribe and review the podcast. Give us five stars. Write a little review. That would really help. Help get us eyeballs on the show. Um, you can also like the Facebook page, Game Boys Pod at Facebook. And if you want any of my other stuff, the Not Even a Show Prank Show is on YouTube and Not Even a Show. And the Wisecrack stuff is all on the Wisecrack YouTube channel as well. And Party World Wrestling's coming back soon, so check that on Facebook. Um, but that will be all. Thanks again, Dan. And thank you, for, and thank you Griffin, for doing what you do every week. <laughs> no, note taken. <laughs> uh, I'm Lux. I'm your host. Your co-host is Griffin Davis. Your guest is Dan Duddy. Your editor is Haley Clement. Your intro and outro music is by Matthew Morton. Your art is by Brittany Metz. Goodbye, Internet. We love you very much. League of Legends. Or what's the voice for League of Legends? What would it be like? I, th- I don't even know. League of Legends. That's good. That's more combat, I feel like. League of Legends like, League of Legends. Like yeah, that's the best to go. Yeah.